Well, hello again. I am back. I have a brand new action-packed episode for you today. It is well overdue, and if I'm not mistaken, at the end of the last podcast, I promised not to wait an entire month or more before coming back to you with uh, some amazing content, and lo and behold, here I am, probably more than a month later, with what I hope will be still a content-packed, action-packed, whatever you want to call it, packed podcast episode here today. So if you've read the title, uh, which I'm sure you have by now upon clicking on this podcast link, you are probably confused as to why I am talking about New Year's resolutions in the beginning of February. Well, because as I said, I waited a glorious month or six weeks or so between podcast episodes, and this is a topic that I didn't want to pass up on regardless of when it was. Also, now is what a lot of people who make these New Year resolutions call quitting time, where they get to the point where they adapt this YOLO attitude, you know, and uh, I'm one of them, so I can talk about that. And they decide that they literally only live once, so they only want to focus on enjoying life versus, you know, restricting themselves, uh, whether it be with their eating or their exercise or their self-care or whatever the case may be. Now, I've talked a lot about that four-letter word that I hate, diet, and I still don't like the word. I prefer uh, lifestyle choices. And the reason I do is because of this philosophy that you are literally depriving yourself or missing out because you're following a diet. When you adapt the philosophy of a lifestyle, you get yourself mentally prepared to change your life, not just to change the way you're eating or change the way you're exercising or change the way you're taking care of yourself in general. When you adopt the lifestyle of healthiness, of wellness, of caring for yourself both inside and out, you give yourself the chance to really love what you're doing. Enjoy your journey. Of course, we're on a journey. Life is a journey in general. Um, You know, we all have goals that we want to achieve. It would be ridiculous if we didn't strive for something because how would we then celebrate our successes? I'm not saying that you're not going to get where you want to be and lighten up on yourself. That's entirely possible. But what I'm saying is when it becomes quitting time, you know, four or five weeks into the new year and you're feeling like, you know, this isn't your year or, you know, this is too hard and, well, I've given it the good old college try and it's just not working for me. You know, I've been there, done that. I was terrified 2016 going into 2017, something changed for me. I got on the scale and it literally read 400 pounds. I was speechless. It was January 7th of 2017, my five-year wedding anniversary, where I literally looked back and thought I would have a couple of kids by now running around. I'd be healthy, happy, and as in love with my husband as the day that I met him or married him. Now, one of those is true. I'm not necessarily healthy just yet. I'm healthier now that I'm talking to you today in this day and age, but I wasn't healthy back then. If I was honest with myself, I also wasn't that happy either. 
Of course, I still loved my husband unconditionally, and I do to this day as well. But we didn't have any children. And that in and of itself was the reason that on that day, I decided to change my life. I decided to literally adapt the lifestyle of being healthy, of taking care of myself inside and out. My motivation behind everything that I've done for the past year plus has been the fact that I want to be blessed with children. I want to be able to carry those children myself and I want to live a long and healthy, happy life with my husband and watch my children grow old. I want to see my grandchildren or great grandchildren if I'm that lucky. I want to never miss out on anything because of my weight. And so I made the decision on that day to change my life, not just change my diet. I moved more. I ate better. Now, I started off all of 2017 eating clean. I focused on what I was putting into my body. I focused on how I was moving. You know, was I exercising? Was I getting my heart rate up? Was I sleeping enough? Was I drinking enough water? You know, I focused really on research and on trying new things and seeing what worked for me. I joined Weight Watchers and I adapted some of their philosophies. Now, I say that lightly because I joined Weight Watchers more for an accountability and motivation. I don't necessarily follow any program. I do believe all programs have a diet philosophy, but I also believe that you can adapt those programs into a lifestyle. And that's pretty much what I did. I counted calories, macronutrients. I was very flexible in 2017. It's something that looking back, I probably could have done better, but I'm also very proud of the fact that in 2017, I lost 100 pounds. I was able to get on the scale and see progress, real progress. My body changed. People noticed. I noticed. It was important to me that I felt good. And I did. Even though I had a long way to go, I still have a long way to go. I felt happy. I was still motivated and I went into 2018 scared. I was terrified that I was going to hit a plateau, that I needed to make a change, that I needed to shock my system, that I needed to do something to make sure I could continue losing weight. Because in 2018, I am going to lose 150 pounds and get to my goal weight. It is so important to me to maintain the structure that I've created, to stay organized, to stay focused. And throughout this podcast and these corresponding episodes, in 2018, it's my goal to bring to you a weekly episode that focuses on, first, my routines, my success, my failures, my hardships, every way I stay motivated, every way I get come back from an issue or a failure, Every way I celebrate my successes to keep me on track. I'm bringing you hopefully some some amazing collaborations with the other women who've helped inspired me or who have been an intricate part of my journey. It's important to me that you know who I know, that I get feedback from you on what you need to know and what will help you. It's also important to me that I bring you truth, that I tell you my reality. Because not every day is amazing. 
You know, some days are harder than others. Sometimes you have people that doubt you. Sometimes you have people who lift you up eternally. And it's really, really important that you find a balance and that you celebrate your life while also taking care of yourself. Now, going into 2018, as I said, I was scared. I was worried about plateauing and I thought maybe, you know, even though I had a lot of weight to lose, that I had already lost a lot of weight and would my body be used to what I was doing and how I was moving and and everything like that. And so, you know, I did a lot of research going into the new year this year and I made the decision that I wanted to cut out some carbohydrates. And the reason I wanted to do that was because I, you know, was again doing a ton of research and I read up on the ketogenic diet. Again, a diet, you know, um, but I use the term loosely because again, I really don't even like the word diet. I look at it as a four letter word. Um, I looked at this as a lifestyle choice. I followed the program pretty strictly this year. Um, and the reason I do that is because I want to surprise my body. I also started working out five days a week, three times a day. I split my workouts up. I know that sounds like craziness to a lot of people, but I split my workouts up into shorter bursts. So I do 15 minutes in the morning, 30 to 45 minutes in the afternoon and 15 minutes in the evening. I do this so that I'm constantly getting my heart rate up. I do this so that I'm surprising my body with movement constantly. I invested in a treadmill desk because as a work from home person, it can be eternally hard to move around enough and also get a ton of work done. So I am now getting anywhere between 12,000 and 15,000 steps in a day. Now, when I started my journey, I, my goal originally was 7,000 steps. So if that puts things into perspective in terms of movement for you, that's definitely uh, a huge game changer for me because it's something great to look back on to think that originally starting out, I was only doing about 4,500 to 5,000 steps a day so that I made my goal 7,000. And then I realized I was averaging about 10,000 a day. So I upped my goal to 12 to 15,000. It's important to remember that there's a lot of work that goes into this. It's also important to remember that it's totally achievable. Yes, you have to plan, you have to prep, you have to consistently get up every day, maintain a routine, stay organized. I use Google Calendar to literally schedule the from the moment I wake up until the moment I lay my head down on that pillow to rest for the evening. It is so important to do that, including my exercises, my meals, when I get work done, what kind of work I'm getting done specifically. It's totally achievable if you work a nine to five or if you work a night shift or whatever the case may be. You simply have to build a routine around your lifestyle and you have to make your wellness the forefront of that routine. The only way that you're going to be able to do that is by figuring out what works for you. Now, I realized that I was still losing weight, but I wanted to do something that would set me up to be able to achieve my goal, which is eventually carrying my own children, having babies and enjoying life with them. I looked a lot into this ketogenic lifestyle and I read great things about the changes that it has in your hormone levels and how it can help balance out your hormones and, you know, create better energy for you so that you feel like you're ready to tackle more throughout the day. Now, the reason I'm talking about this and that I've done this podcast, you know, now at the beginning of February, I've been on this ketogenic lifestyle for a month now. 
Um, I feel great. I would highly recommend it to anybody who needs energy, who wants to feel less symptoms from a day-to-day basis, whether it's for your cycle or if you, uh, you know, are diabetic and, you know, you struggle with your uh, sugars, that's something, of course, consult a physician. I am not a physician. I don't claim to be. Um, but you know, I know that it, the the idea behind the ketogenic lifestyle is low carb and low sugar, and you're consuming high positive fats, like high fiber items, such as avocados, you know, full fat cheeses, eggs, all this protein that you can, uh, you know, that you can manage. Now, you know, one of the big misconceptions is, well, unless I like, you know, eggs and all meats, I'm not going to be able to do the ketogenic lifestyle. That's not exactly true. Um, yes, I eat a lot of eggs because that is a great source of, um, you know, protein. But the whole idea behind it is I actually don't eat red meat. So, you know, the philosophy that unless you eat any and every meat, um, you can't do this uh, diet uh, per se is not true because I only really eat chicken and um, ground turkey breast. So it is really important to weigh your options. I also don't eat seafood, so that was out for me. Um, I am what you would probably call one of the plainest eaters um, on planet Earth. So if I can do it, I really believe that anybody can adapt their lifestyle to this change as well. So about a month or two before the new year, I decided to cut my carbohydrates down a little bit. So I was averaging about 30% um, in terms of macronutrients for carbs. And I knocked it down to 20% during the last two months of the year. This was, of course, to, you know, help my body out through the holidays. I knew that if there was ever going to be a time for some overindulging, it would be at that time. So I was able to drop a few more pounds, hit my 100-pound mark by the end of the year. And going into the new year, it was a lot easier for me to then drop down to the 5% that you follow on the keto lifestyle. And so... Honestly, the transition has been relatively easy for me, but what I would caution to say is I would recommend doing a low carb lifestyle, maybe in the range of 20 to 25%, and then maybe, you know, lower it over a period of time, maybe a 5% at a time. See how your body feels. I also have added intermittent fasting into this ketogenic lifestyle, which is something that are commonly paired together. So basically I have a uh, a window in which I eat and a window in which I don't eat, which also includes sleep. So it's not as hard as it sounds. So I eat from 12 o'clock noon in the afternoon until 6 p.m. at night. And then I fast from 6 p.m. until the following day at 12 o'clock noon. So obviously for a good amount of that time, say, I think I usually, I aim to go to bed uh, like any normal person aim to uh, between 11 p.m. and 12 a.m. Um, and then I don't, and I wake up every day at 8 a.m. So for a good amount of those hours, I'm asleep. So like I said, it's not as difficult as it sounds. Um, and you, there are ways around it. The idea of fasting um, is that you don't raise your your insulin levels or your blood sugar levels. And so, um, you know, they have this wonderful invention <laughs> uh, called Bulletproof Tea. Uh, there, it also is bulletproof coffee for those coffee drinkers. I was lucky enough to not have a ton of symptoms associated with quitting coffee last year. Um, and so I do bulletproof tea. Uh, I love the Trader Joe's Moroccan mint green tea. So basically I brew a big cup of tea. I put it in the blender with a tablespoon of heavy cream, 
a tablespoon of grass-fed butter. I love the Kerrygold brand. And a tablespoon of coconut oil. So all three of those items are healthy fats um, that I'm getting in, but none of them are, will raise my uh, blood sugar levels. So I blend that up in uh, my Ninja uh, bullet uh, that I have here. And it's the consistency of it literally gets frothy, kind of like a cappuccino or latte. Um, so with coffee, I have tasted my husband's who he enjoys that. He, I would say it's the best. <laughs> um, so if I was still a coffee drinker, I'd be super excited that that was an option for me. And it also keeps you super full because you're getting those healthy fats early in the morning. So I drink that probably around 10 a.m. ish, 10.30. Um, and then I will be able to get a great workout in with while on my fast, uh, which is great. Fasted cardio and fasted uh, low impact workouts are phenomenal um, for me in terms of energy. And so I'll break that fast around 12 o'clock uh, with my post-workout, which is generally, you know, two hard-boiled eggs maybe and a string cheese or something like that. And then um, I proceed to have another workout later in the afternoon, usually somewhere between 2 p.m. and 3 p.m. And my post-workout will be a nice healthy shake. Um, I've adopted a green, green smoothie uh, this past week that I've absolutely loved, which again is focused on healthy fats and lower carbs. And uh, I'll be sharing a bunch of recipes on the blog. Uh, of course, there's a bunch up there now that you can always check out as well at gogoalgetter.com. So fast forward, um, I then will, you know, kind of go about my day. I make sure that I drink at least 150 ounces of water a day. That is important to me. Um, part of that will consist of about 50 ounces of a detox water, which I love. It is uh, one and a half fresh lemons, uh, one baby or mini cucumber that I get at Trader Joe's and fresh mint. I put that in a jug on my countertop and I drink about 50 ounces of that a day. The rest of it is regular straight water. I'm partial to the Essentia brand, which has electrolytes in it. And um, again, I there's so much controversy around bottled water and whether it has a different taste or not. If you ask my husband, he'll say water is water, but I believe that they all have different tastes. Um, I also like smart water as well, but I've, I've picked up on the Essentia brand this year and I've definitely come to love that. Um, I also think Trader Joe's has a wonderful sparkling water, um, if that is more your fancy. Um, nevertheless, I will then obviously busy myself in between with uh, everything that I do in terms of working from home. And uh, from there, I will cook dinner somewhere between 4.30 and 5 o'clock. And I eat generally between 5 and 5.30 and I am finished eating by 6 p.m. Um, this is not a restricted lifestyle. I've made keto ice cream. I've made bagels. Um, you know, it's really a matter of focusing on the ingredients that you're putting into your body. Cane sugar, grains, you know, those are just a couple of the things that removing from your, you know, your lifestyle doesn't sound like it would be hard, but those trace ingredients are in a lot of things. Um, and so I would definitely caution you to make sure you do your research again I researched for a solid two, three months before I really decided to, you know, hit the ground running with it. And I've, I feel great. I mean, I've never had more energy. Um, you know, like I said, it's my goals have been very easy to maintain. 
um, because of this lifestyle. Now, I've lost 14 pounds in January so far, so I am well on my way to meeting my 150 pounds by the end of the year. I realize that there may need to be changes along the road. I realize that it's possible that I am going to have to make some adjustments so that I ultimately will succeed in this um, overall. Again, plateaus are always on my mind, um, but there's always workarounds. I recommend doing tons of research and really finding what's best for you. You really have to listen to your body. You know, in the beginning, the first couple of weeks of this lifestyle, I was losing a lot of weight um, very quickly. And the last two weeks, for instance, the first two weeks of January, I lost 12 of those 14 pounds. And the last two weeks of January, um, I only lost, I'm sorry, it's a, okay, the first two weeks of January, I lost 12 pounds. The last two weeks, I lost two pounds. Huge difference. But what's happening is I'm building muscle. Also, I lost 13 inches in January. I cannot say it enough. I'm actually drafting a blog post for this week um, about pounds versus inches. Please, please, please measure yourself. Also, there is a wonderful body composition scale, which is Bluetooth enabled on Amazon for $25. Highly, highly recommend so that you can really see the breakdown of your muscle, the percentage of your body fat, your BMI, what your water weight looks like. I so recommend this because it changed the way that I was thinking about the scale. It's important to realize that even though you only lose two pounds, it could mean how many inches. I highly recommend, you know, really just paying attention to how you feel more than what the numbers say. Are your clothes fitting differently? That could definitely indicate a loss where it might not be in the numbers. It's really more important to figure out what works best for you. Ultimately, your lifestyle has to be accommodating to your schedule. It has to work for you. It has to work with you. And so my recommendation is to take it day by day. Do your research. Figure out what works for you. In 2018, I am going to get totally real with all of you. I am going to bring you content, I swear, once a week, hopefully every Monday, so that you feel like you're on my journey with me. That is so important because the feedback and the interactions I get with you guys really mean so much to me. I want you all to know that. Everything that you guys say to me, everything that you send to me, you know, recipes that you've tried, you know, tips and tricks that you've put to use. It really means the, the world to me. It means that my sharing my journey is important to you. And it's something that I will cherish forever. Because at the end of the day, this is going to be my new life. It's not just going to be, okay, I get to my goal weight at 150 pounds. And that's it. It's over with. I can go back to eating, you know, cheeseburgers and french fries or whatever the case may be. It's important that I am able to maintain this lifestyle and I've become literally obsessed with my wellness journey. It's important to me. I love talking about it. I love sharing it with the world because I know that there are so many of you who tell me day in and day out that you're inspired by what I'm doing and how I'm doing it and love that I share everything. And so that's important to me. Um, I want to talk about topics that you want to learn about. So please feel free to you know, give me suggestions on what you want to know. 
I'm planning on talking about, you know, uh, my eating and what I eat and when I eat it, how I track, um, you know, how I measure. I'm planning on talking about some of my motivations and inspirations more fully. I'm talking about my routines and, you know, what I've had to do to adjust things. We'll talk about supplements. We'll talk about trying new things. We'll talk about organization. We're really going to talk about everything this year. And when we get to the point where you feel like you're ready, I want to be part of that journey with you. So please reach out to me and tell me everything that you want to hear, whatever you need, questions you have, concerns you have, you know, tips and tricks that you've utilized and applied so that, um, you know, I can try something new. I love hearing from all of you. It's really important to me. And I am very excited to continue my journey in 2018. And if you're feeling like right now is quitting time, I encourage you to take a step back. Realize that it's February, not December. And it's not time to make any changes. Adjustments are fine. Quitting is not. Let's not change our attitude. Let's change our lives. See you guys next week.